Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Hemley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, so I watch them so that you don't have to. And this week's movie is technically a horror movie. Look at the IMDb page. It is. Check it. Check it. It is. It is a horror movie. We did ask you guys if you wanted to recap it. Some of you said no. (laughs) (laughs) But most of you said yes. One person. Most of you said yes. And one person in particular, and he knows who he is, told us it's beneath us to do it. (laughs) Beneath us were the words. And I just went on to say to this friend, Nothing's beneath us. <laughs> oh, you don't know how low we can go. Um, okay, yes, we're recapping. Don't worry, darling. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We're sorry. Also, you're welcome. Also, look, this is the main way the three of us get to really talk about things. And we just, we needed it. We needed this. Yeah, this is one for mm-hmm. us. This is one for this us. This is one for us. And the podcast is, the podcast is for you, but it's also for us. And this one, we got, we had to do it. But wow, before we get into that, did anything scary happen to us this week? Well, before week? we get into that, we have some oh haunted housekeeping. <laughs> we have haunted housekeeping. How, did, how dare I skip the haunted housekeeping? Uh, we have a virtual live show coming up on December 3rd at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Oh, that was like Yes, correct. <laughs> on this you, made it you made it through. We will be recapping The Menu, a new release that's gotten pretty good reviews so far. I'm pretty excited. Woo-hoo! Pretty excited about it. Uh, it's going to be a very good time. Yep. Henley will be in Los Angeles. Ooh. We will all be sitting in the same room recapping having some cocktails having a little holiday party the three of us and it's and we can't wait to share it with you and we want you to join us and if you get a ticket you're going to be able to watch that live show video for a whole week so if you're not available at that time you can't join us live live you can still watch the video if you get a little ticket and where are those tickets you can get those tickets at moment.co slash uh tsdw podcast is that right nope <laughs> Just tsdw. <laughs> um, the link is also on our Instagram page. I realized I haven't tweeted about it. Is Twitter gone? Is it dead? Ooh, uh, great question. Well, I'll great tweet question. about it before it goes away. Not that I don't, I don't really think Twitter's our spot, but um, <laughs> I'll tweet the link. Check it before it goes away. I'm just really, really very excited. It's like I, it's my little holiday party with my friends and i can't I'm freaking so wait so excited you guys i can't wait to be with you in person are we gonna be at sammy's apartment 
Is that where I we're going? We're, I think we're going to be so. in Sam's apartment. She's oh got the best in her. There are going to be two cats hiding from mm-hmm. us, terrified, confused. You, will, you won't catch a peek. You will never see them, but you you might be able to feel that they're there. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't see them once again. So if you're coming for cats, well, that's just not what that night's going to be about. It's going to be fun. And I can't wait. What else? What else is going on with us this week? Did anything scary happen to you guys? Well, I'll say it's a little bit on that, on the, the note of the show, which is that, and you guys sort of know this, this week, I, I got myself into a real panic <laughs> about Christmas and Christmas. Oh, yeah. Same, same. I started, okay, so it's like nice to get your ducks in a row before the holidays, start your Christmas shop and get those things planned. Like, it's nice to start around now because you're like, OK, I've got time. I'll think about it. I'll I'll, do, you know, find the good things, do some research. I'll get ahead of it. I won't be stressed. I shopped this week like it was the day before Christmas. I started I like started thinking about Christmas gifts and then got myself into such a panic about needing to get every single gift for everyone this week. So much that I was like thinking it was Christmas. Like, I don't know what happened to me. It wasn't until Sammy, you said, because I had mentioned, I was like, oh, we could like exchange our Christmas gifts at the live show. And you said, I might not have my gifts in time. And it wasn't until you said that, that I was like, right, because that's on December 3rd. Today's November 17th. (laughs) I I felt like I was like came out of a fugue state where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like it just, I, and I, I don't know how to explain it and I don't know why it happened. I mean, I think. Were you trying I to just take like, advantage of some sales? Were no, there some sales happening? No. Sometimes I feel like online shopping can can open a Pandora's box for me where it's like yes. I can't go back. It was like one thing led to another led to, it's like I think I think it started because I like it, I, something occurred to me of like, oh, that would be a good gift for this person. Like I'm thinking about it. Oh, I will get it. And then it was like, oh my God, well, I have to get this person. Well, and I have to get this person. And if I get this person, what? and I just like, it, it, it like built and built and built on itself until I, I had ordered like 12 fucking Christmas gifts. And, and a lot of them I'm shipping to my sisters because I'm going there for Christmas. And I, and I just, after I had that realization, it occurred to me that I'm like, that's so rude. I'm just like shipping a bunch of boxes to her house to stay there for over a month. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I really couldn't tell you. It was really weird. I, I, I mean, and I guess it's nice to have some gifts out of the way, but I, I don't like the way that it happened. I just want to say I don't like the way that I've it happened. I've been in a weird headspace too lately. I feel like maybe there's something in the air, something in the stars, perhaps. Of just Every time I feel weird, I text you, Sammy, and I say, something going on astrologically? Like, <laughs> it's never me. It's never me. It could never I've be like me. I've stopped um, paying attention to astrology, which is um, sad for me. I'll get back into it eventually, but I've been so busy yeah. with work. There's probably a reason in the planets why you're not paying attention. I think that's right. It's not I you. I think that's it's exactly true. I've been doing a lot of online shopping as well. And I really do feel like there's a thing where it's like, once you pop, you just can't stop. Yeah, like exactly. Once you just start spending. Pringles logic. Well, I was saying I felt like I felt like a, a rat in an experiment that's like pressing the button that's injecting a little bit of heroin into it mm-hmm. until it dies mm-hmm. of thirst. You're like, ooh, that felt nice. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm like, it's like, ooh, that felt nice. It's like, give it to me again. Overall, I feel very bad, but it's just these like little moments of pressing that purchase button ooh. that's like, ooh, yeah, ooh, that's a good hit. And it's like, ooh, but that stopping feels bad. Stopping feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually this is literally exactly what I wanted to talk about this week because my scary thing is that I fucking 
like keep forgetting to return the shit that I need to return. And then it passes the 30 day mark. And I'm stuck with this bullshit that I've purchased stupidly, impulsively online. That's what they're counting on, baby. That's what they're counting on. I know. Like I have to make it so easy. I bought two pairs of pants from Everlane, both the same size. One size fits me perfectly. The other size doesn't fit at all. Mm, I hate that doesn't fit at all. So I've had them in a little box, like ready to be shipped out, like have the return label, everything mm-hmm. truly just kept being like, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Like I'll do it tomorrow. Yep. Uh, yep. It's past the time now. Oh. These pants yeah. are never going to fit me. I still have yep. them. What am I going to do with them? If anyone wants to buy a pair of pants full price? We open an online store for all the things we couldn't return. Go through even more trouble just to get them out of our homes. I also keep buying stuff that I like think that I'm going to wear, but it's slightly uncomfortable. Mm. And I'm in this point yeah, in time in my life, tough. like coming out of the pandemic where I'm so used to like soft pants, no bras, like loose fitting clothes, like everything just feeling like pajamas every day of my life, yeah. even like shoes. And so I bought a pair of loafers because I was like, these are cute. I'm going to wear loafers to work. You know, I'm going to be like a working lady with my goddamn loafers mm-hmm. on. No, no, I haven't worn them once outside of the apartment. I, every loafers are morning, a big blister Big blister fest. Every morning when I'm making the decision whether to wear my Dansko clogs or those new loafers, I'm like, I'm going to go with the loafer like I'm, or go with the clogs. Like yeah. I'm not trying to impress I anyone. I love those clogs on you, though. <laughs> I do. Thanks. Thanks. They work with everything. Thanks. I wear them a lot because they're really comfortable. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know what happened. There was a time where I was better at. Well, I, I know what happened. It was COVID. There was a time where I was better at like going to stores to to get what I need mm-hmm. to minimize my amount of online shopping. Cause it's like not great mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> it's not great, but it, but it, yeah, going to stores feels impossible. But it's, yeah. I'm now trained to be like, well, I can get literally everything online. It's a really tough habit to break. Here's what I've learned though. Here's what I've learned. At least for me, I have to fucking go to stores. I have to, to try it on the clothes. Shit I'm, the shit I'm buying online, I just am keeping because I'm like too lazy to return it and it, it's fine. Yeah. But like, it doesn't look great necessarily like I'm really settling I'm settling on these purchases yeah and I need to be in the store putting the clothes on my body like whether that's how I know whether it actually looks good or not okay that can be like a pre new year's resolution for us oh I like that more in store shopping because I think we could all benefit I'm mm-hmm. also really trying to get better at, and I'm not always good at it, but when it comes to shopping, I try really hard to, my my bar needs to be, do I love it? Not do yes. I like it? Not mm-hmm. even does it look good on me. Do I love it? Because yep. mm-hmm. it's like, so often I'll put something on and be like, oh, well, it fits. Yeah, it's fine. I could wear right. it. Look, oh, what if I wore this? And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> if you leave, will you be like, damn it, I missed that thing I didn't mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gotten too used to. I've noticed this so much lately. Too used to being like the second I think of anything that I want, I'm like, well, I'll buy it right now. I'll buy it right now. And it's like, I don't. <laughs> that is also the thing about online shopping. Is like, well, I'll search every website. I'll find. I was doing that the other day with um, over the knee like s- crazy boots, which you do have. Yeah. That I love and I see I, like, because I just buy them somewhere because of, well, I and don't I have like, that filter. I need them. I need them. I need them. I need them. And I searched for hours. And then I, I like again, I felt like I was coming out of a fugue state where I was just like, what? it's not good it's, it's not, not good. good I do that too and then I don't even remember what I discovered I'm, I'll spend hours researching like a coat to buy and I go down such a rabbit hole and then I'm like what websites did I even look at what was uh-huh. I even looking okay, at that well, and you guys know because yesterday I texted you that <laughs> I really scared myself because I ordered a candle holder and 
it arrived and I was so excited. And then a couple days later, the exact same candle holder <laughs> arrived. <laughs> I had bought it twice from two different stores. And I just had no memory. I mean, they're very similar. They're slightly different, but like I, I, I the same search terms. Yes, it, I had no <laughs> memory of buying it the second time because I go uh, into an actual, like my, I'm like not in control anymore. Yeah. Something takes no. over the shopping demon <laughs> the demon it's a demon takes over did you go through your search history that would i would you go through your order history because i did I yes would i did know. because i was like and you were like yeah i bought yes, it twice. yes i bought it twice <laughs> but yeah it was like that yeah. level of not remember not having any conscious memory of it that i had to double check that they were both made from my account because i was like maybe someone shipped me as a gift this exact same thing that <laughs> i ordered for myself coincidentally oh. <laughs> Um, another good example of, of me not being able to control my purchases <laughs> with this one, I didn't actually do. So I guess it's, I can control them sometimes, but <laughs> I came real close the other day. I read that being upside down is good for your uh, relaxation. So I yep, looked at yep, buying mm -hmm. a seven foot tall mm -hmm. inversion table <laughs> to set up yes. in my one bedroom apartment. <laughs> uh -huh, Tons uh -huh. of space for that. It's like $200. And I was like, I, I like, I really want it. And so I re I, I put it in my cart. I was checking out and I had the <laughs> wow. moment of being like, Kate, hey, what the fuck are you doing? This is like, not, <laughs> I've, I've, this is yep, not right. Yep. <laughs> this is not right. My dad, my dad has one of those, Sammy, you can come over to my parents' house Perfect. anytime. Just we should all go in on one together and just sort of take turns. Yeah. <laughs> really, the issue is the sisterhood of the traveling inversion table. <laughs> yeah. Shipping it cross country for like a month at a time. It's so expensive, more expensive than buying one for each coast. <laughs> but where do you put it? That's the real issue with the, yeah. that thing. Like, where do you keep it? You know? Exactly. That's why I didn't do it. But yeah, listeners, if you have any tips on curbing mindless online spending... Mm. it's just awareness right like mindfulness it's just awareness and i will say like my 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 goal to shop secondhand more often i still you can still mm -hmm. shop secondhand online yeah. very mm -hmm. easily real, real. but it mm -hmm. limits Poshmark. it limits it I'm a little up. bit for me in terms of like i'll go on my favorite you know like vintage etsy shops and i'll mm -hmm. scroll through for hours and be like oh that's could be cool that could be cool mm -hmm. that be cool could be cool but it's like there's only one of the thing and sometimes the measurements aren't quite right and so, so like it does like force me to not buy as much yeah. stuff sometimes because i'm like okay. okay this wouldn't actually probably fit or they usually don't offer returns at all so i'm like well i better be sure that's a good tip that's good i want to i and another yeah i the reason i don't buy stuff from like Etsy and Venture Sellers is because I don't know my measurements at all. And so if I knew them, I feel like I would be It's funny. I take them every single stuff. time I try to buy something because I can never I remember yeah. them and I don't know where I should write Same. them down. <laughs> and so I just I never, retake I them all take the time. them a lot. But I'll say too, even like even knowing them, sometimes the vintage stuff fit, fits kind of weird. And if I if I didn't know how to sew, I would also not. That's also that's a, a, a way that that's bad for me because I'd be like, well, it's okay. It doesn't really fit. I'll like make it fit, and yeah, then it's like fix well, it. right. <gasps> Emily, our in-house tailor. Truly, though. I would love to be. I would love to be the in-house. Can tailor. you take my measurements when I'm in LA? Yeah. Bring okay, me those let's pants. That. That, bring those pants that don't fit, and maybe we can. Oh yeah, that's a good point. They're too big. They're too big, so it's oh, easier to fit. easier to make them easier to make them. Oh fit. my god, we're gonna make them oh fit. Oh my god, wow, you wow, guys! Wow, 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 happy ending. To happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, should we do that for the live show? I'll tailor your pants on <laughs> oh air. Oh my god, this would be absolutely thrilling. <laughs> 
<laughs> a tailoring demonstration. The audience is loving this. They're That's eating it up. That's what you're here for. That's what you're here for. I'm also just going to do a quick, just a quick little announcement. My second nephew was born this week. Oh. A new human in the world. He's already cute. He's going to be cool. He's got great parents, great brother. I'm excited great to know aunt. him. He's going to be a cool human. Thank you. Um, and it's just so, I don't know, a little nice thing for everybody is that there was at least one cool human added to the population Yay. in the past week. So That's really exciting. Um, congrats. I'm so happy for you guys. I'm very, it's very And he has exciting. such a cute name. He's got a cute name. Rowan. Row, row, cutie, little row, little row, little Rosie boy, welcome to the world. We're glad to have you. Um, and I'm so glad this is a world <laughs> where this movie exists. I'm actually not. Um, I <laughs> okay. Let's just get into it. Let's, let's okay. Get into so it. okay, the movie, as we mentioned, sorry, sorry. The movie is Don't <laughs> Worry, Darling. It uh, was released. September 23rd, 2022. I was about to say 2002. <laughs> Feels like it's been 20 years <laughs> of this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. It was directed by Olivia Wilde. Screenplay by Katie Silverman. Story by Carrie Van Dyke, Shane Van Dyke, and Katie Silverman. Starring Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, Gemma Chan, Kiki Lane, Nick Kroll, and Chris Pine. <laughs> and <laughs> it's currently streaming on HBO Max. Um... I've now seen it twice, which is insane. And we have all seen it. We've, We've all seen it. seen it. And I wish I'd had time to rewatch it. I'm, I don't recommend a rewatch. I really don't. Really? Although I did some new things, some new questions <laughs> came up beyond See, the questions I had the first I time. I wish I'd rewatched it. You guys, I'm not going to lie. My expectations were so low for this film that I enjoyed every second of it. Okay. I will say the first time I watched it, same when I watched it in theaters together, we watched it, the two of us and Joel, Sammy and I had a great time. Time of our lives. I laughed. I loved it. I was, have, I was having a blast. Joel was so upset. He was miserable. He fucking hated it. He couldn't get over how much he hated it. Sammy and I were having the time of our lives. Um, upon a rewatch, I was having less fun. Mm, yep, certainly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Diminishing returns, I'm sure. Diminishing returns. Also, like, the amount of space this movie and everything about this movie has taken up in my brain over the course of the last... Yeah. I mean, this movie started filming January 2021. This cast was announced summer of 2020. The casting change-up happened fucking I guess January 2021 it like I have spent so many hours thinking about this movie Mm -hmm. and that's the true scary yep it's so crazy Mm -hmm. I mean if anybody in the known universe doesn't know the situation with this movie should we do just like a I guess we should we do do a quick little recap yep of the okay. drama around the film. God, where do we fucking Which start? Which okay. I didn't I didn't know until like recently. You guys had to tell me what it was and you were both like shocked I didn't know what was going on. Well, I think what happened is that because recently it, it felt like it just kept growing and growing and growing and I, I feel like it was it's like a planet that was gaining mass and so it's like uh-huh. a magnet like drawing more and more attention like it just felt uh-huh. like it got bigger and bigger bigger lately but yeah let, let's take it for, let's take it back let's take it to the top let's, let's take it back let's take it back to the beginning okay so this movie's announced Olivia Wilde coming hot, hot off of Booksmart a movie I loved a movie everybody loved it was a great movie but did poorly at the box office 
and was well, kind of like a disappointment uh, financially, I think. So that's a bummer. It's a great movie. I loved yeah. it. Um, but so this is her second second movie that she's directing. Uh, people, everybody was a buzz about it. It's announced that Florence Pugh and Shia LaBeouf will be playing the two leads. Huge deal. Um, this was before Shia's um, FK Twig situation. Yes, before his his abuses became public knowledge. Known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I was very excited by that casting. At the, I, I love Shia as an actor. I love Florence as an actor. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Then they start filming. Uh, they had to postpone because of COVID. Obviously, they start filming. Shia either <laughs> quits or is fired. That's part of the drama. We can't get into all of it. But <laughs> he is replaced by Harry Styles. Harry Styles starts doing the movie. Early in the filmmaking process, he and Olivia Wilde start dating. She is undergoing a separation. They're not not a divorce. They were never married, but a separation from longtime partner Jason Sudeikis. They have children together. Wait, so I thought they big, were married. Were they not married? They were never married. No. Never, what was they that were whole thing with getting served papers? C- 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 custody for their children. Oh, custody. I yeah. see. Okay, okay. Got um, it, got God, it, got yeah, it. that's part of it. Jesus Christ, there's so much about this movie. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> so they start dating everyone. I remember when that news came out, I was uh, through the moon mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the moon through the roof mm-hmm. over the moon over the moon <laughs> over the moon I went down it I was through it took me a second to the moon I was absolutely through the moon over this news <laughs> that they were dating she's she's like 10 years older than him they're both so hot I was like fuck yes fuck yes don't like Sudeikis sorry I think he's a bad man uh, we won't can, can't get into that and to be clear also I feel like someone one at one point said like because we don't like when older men date younger women and so I just want to clarify that it's not just that it's fine the other way. It's that everyone has to be over no. a certain age. I, we don't. Everyone mm-hmm. has to be over a certain age. If everyone is, I'd say, like over 27, 28. I don't care what this is. Which Harry is not. <laughs> or He's wasn't not. at the time. Well, he not? maybe is not. He, I think he was like 26 or 27. So cusp, uh, so, cuspy. Know. But like cusp. He's, cusp. He's also lived a million lives. Let's be honest. Yeah. He's a man okay, of the world. And to be fair though, also like I don't fully support that way that relationship started. I think no, it's an it abuse of power. The power dynamic. It's like the power dynamic. I think it is sketchy. It's like, yes, they're very hot, but like... There, it's like not completely unproblematic in my opinion. No, no, no. None of this is unproblematic. <laughs> oh, it's really tough. But I will say, I think uh, base, my thoughts on how I feel about Sudeikis are very clear. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Ted Lasso, fucking whatever. Um, uh, anyway. Yep. So uh, then there there becomes some th- so dr- rumors start circulating about the, the attitudes on set. It starts to become clear that Florence and Olivia have some conflict. We don't know why. There's a theory that uh, Florence and Harry were hooking up prior to this happening. There's a theory that Olivia was absent from her directorial duties because she was uh, off with Harry. There's also just, I think, yeah, the inappropriate thing of like the boss uh, dating an employee also making everybody, it's like during the filming process, that's tricky, that's tough. Um, There's a lot of things to it, but that set ended up being a very tumultuous environment. So whatever, whatever, that happens. Then months go by, press for this movie starts, and that's where my head falls off my body because <laughs> I the drama oh, how do we where do we even start so Olivia gets served custody papers while doing a press event for Don't Worry Darling and that was a big thing uh, when very did rude stuff about again Sudeikis bad man when was the Shia, Shia 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 tape <laughs> happened so during press for the movie 
she gives an interview where she talks about firing Shia because he made Florence uncomfortable. He is combative energy on set. Look, Shia is trouble. We know this to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I, and I hope he's getting the help he needs to get. He is with our beloved Mia Goth. And so we only want the best for all involved. But she talks about how she fired him. He comes out and says, actually, I quit. There's then videos are released or she sent a video to Shia from her car. And it's really weird. And well, she because like, it wasn't just that she said she I fired him. I can't believe we're talking about it's, it's the fact that she gave this interview where she was really sanctimonious about his behavior, acting like yes. he was like really inappropriate. And she like very she very much was, like gave herself a hero narrative. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Which, you know, maybe is true, but it's we're seemed... all the heroes of our own stories, you know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. th- then the tape that he released of her sending this pretty like, look, you can look it up. Shia, Shia, Shia. She calls Florence Miss Flo and Miss Flo. Were... It's weird. Talks about riding her horse. Um, it's weird. And so that, you know, that perpetuates the drama a little bit more Then Florence doesn't do any press for the movie, doesn't post about the movie. It's a very conspicuous lack of attention brought on this movie by her, the star. So people start wondering what's up with that. Do they hate each other? What happened? What happened? What happened? Neither is helping to quell the situation at all. Uh, she's not going to, then it becomes so that Florence isn't going to come to the Venice Film Festival for the premiere. And then it's like, okay, she is going to come, but she's not doing any press there. So it's like, what is this woman not talking about? Uh, why does she not want to talk about this movie? Like, what's going on? No press is done between her and Harry, the two leads of the movie. They are never interviewed together, no photos together, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's like, something's going on there. We get to the Venice Film Festival. I am glued to my computer. I am refreshing <laughs> Twitter was as like if a major it was event the craziest is happening. Days I feel like I- didn't we say it? It's like since the most since January six that I have like been glued to the news. <laughs> And I do say the news. <laughs> I felt so <laughs> insane with how much an absolute maniac. I, yeah, I could not stop looking. This goes. It was the same feeling as the online shopping. It was like pressing the button, couldn't like look heroin, away. heroin, heroin, injected it into my could brain. Could not look away. I couldn't uh, I absolutely couldn't stop. I'm, I'm following minute by minute accounts of what's happening on this red carpet <laughs> of like when people are arriving, what's going on. You know, the, they start doing Venice press. It's because and, and, and it's because this is the moment that we're going to see Florence interact with everyone else. We haven't have seen it. We have. Or is she? Exactly. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. So we're just waiting. Is we it haven't seen happen? it. We haven't seen is it. it. Is so it going to happen? They do. So we start. We st- the first is a little bit start coming in. We start to get um, everyone has turned off the podcast by now. We start getting <laughs> fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> We're going to put in the timestamp of the recap for this movie. It's going to be like two hours and 12 minutes in the recap. Starts. Um, they do. They start doing interviews. It, this is when we get an OK. I love Harry Styles. Let me just say I love Florence Pugh. I think she's an incredible actor. Kind of a sassy little sassy little somebody, but I still like it. <laughs> Harry Styles, I am obsessed with. I think he is um, a perfect, sweet, cutie, dummy, baby angel that I love that we should protect and preserve. But some press starts. He starts doing interviews. And oh, boy, was he not prepped for this. Uh, He, bless his heart, gives the craziest, craziest answers to questions about, oh, I I, I guess acting is fun. And this is a real movie. Like you go to a real movie, go to the theater scene on a big screen movie movie. And it's like, oh, God, honey, what's happening with you? What did you think it was going to be? like you, you are very famous. Somebody had to have prepped you, but I don't think anybody did. Also, he and Olivia are like not going to any events together. They're not making eye contact. They're not talking to each other. And it's like, what the fuck is happening there? 
they do a whole cast panel at Venice. The only person absent is Flo. And the whole point was she wasn't going to be there yet. And then she posts a video of her walking around Venice with a fucking Aperol spritz. (laughs) (laughs) The internet is just, I'm just losing my mind. Um, then they do the screening <laughs> and as they walk into the screening, it appears that Chris, that Harry Styles spits on Chris. This is when I, I fully lost my mind. This is, and we, and everyone became demented. This is when because I became a, a, a little Sammy, goblin monster. How many times did you watch that I clip? found it from multiple angles. I was searching. <laughs> I found a slowed down version. Slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> Sending it to multiple people saying, what's your take on this? Do you see spit? What's your take? What do you do think? What do you think? <laughs> Did he drop something? Did you see spit? Are they weird in the aftermath? What's going on here? <laughs> Ultimately, I think either either it was joke spit or no spit. Yeah, like a like a fake out spit. Like because, when you point a next, finger at someone's well, chest because and you then pointed out flick their nose. That, like, he likes to spit. <laughs> yes, he does. He's known he for on spitting things. on stage a lot. So it's like, okay, you know what? We're not so crazy to associate spit with somebody who's never spat in his life. <laughs> Didn't he say something about it the next night? He like, did at make a, a joke. The next night he was fucking selling out a stadium and he said, I just popped over to Venice to spit on Chris Pine. Incredible. Uh, always the good sport about it all. We, I, I mean, I just like, where is that? Where is that kind of wit when uh, he was? <laughs> I'm telling you, well, because you know what? Movie, you know? He wasn't in his element. He was not in I'm his sure element. I'm sure it was a pretty on, stressful environment, I think too. It was, like, you know everybody is so watching So contentious. This. Mm-hmm. They get on the... Re- oh, my God. The craziness of on the red carpet and in the screening, the seating, the seating arrangements. Okay, here we go. Florence and Harry, the two leads of this movie, the, like, fully. Olivia, Harry, dating publicly mm-hmm. for a couple of years. The seating charts and the photo order... They were always broken up by a person. So it was like Olivia, uh, Chris Nick Pine, Kroll. Harry, <laughs> Nick, Nick Kroll, Kroll like in Florence. the middle of like, so much like, of this. I think Nick Kroll, I think this has been the best experience of Nick Kroll. It seemed like he was having a great time. <laughs> this whole movie experience, it was a real exam, personal examination of how we like a, absorb celebrity culture and like ultimately I you know some of the narratives about the drama of like Florence hating Harry hating Olivia what what is like oh she cheated on Jason with Harry and Florence is friends with Jason because of Zach and uh this person did this thing wrong whatever I'm like okay ultimately uh, lives are complicated. Relationships well, are complicated. Well, and now that's complicated because it seems like maybe Florence cheated on Zach Braff with Harry. So it seems like maybe Florence cheated on Zach Braff with Harry. Again, also that's a relationship. Florence was like 23 when she started dating Zach and he's much older. And I don't like that. There's just a lot of stuff. And I ultimately I feel like I don't really, people can make their own fucking decisions with their romantic lives and it's always complicated and fucking whatever. But damn, if it wasn't all fascinating and then to come around and see the movie and it is b-a-d bad it is a real stinker of a movie um just a crazy experience start to finish it's been a journey yeah it really does feel like it's been 20 years doesn't it can you believe I mean again the timestamp of starting this recap is truly gonna be like an hour into this episode because w- there's like there's so and the other recap we'll fucking do it quick this movie yeah whatever. we're gonna blow through but this recap I needed to like I I need to um like unburden myself of don't worry yeah. darling like we this I feel like out. I need mm. I need to like purge 
the toxins from <laughs> my body of this movie. It made me feel, even though I enjoyed the experience of watching the movie, I felt really sad afterwards. And I felt like I really needed to talk talk through those feelings. Yeah. I'm just feeling I sad. I just want to come out and say, the the idea for this recap and the force behind it really happening with Henley. Yeah, it was me. If you're upset about it, <laughs> if you're upset about it, I'll tell you it was Henley because there's no way you could be upset with Henley. Come on, let's be real. Um, she needed to talk about it. And so, and so here we are. And I really and did. I wanted to know everyone's take, and I also wanted to unburden myself from it. I was this not be as a healing connected. experience for all of us. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I was not as connected to the drama as you guys were. I think I will. Oh dear God. I will take. I will also take the like ugh, cliche. Whatever. I'm still gonna say it. On, and I kind of hate myself for even saying it, but I hope Olivia's kids are okay. <laughs> you like, can say that. I think that's a fair I thing hope to they're say. Okay too. They're so little. They're so little. And for your all mom the accounts to I've heard, like, they love Terry. I mean, yeah. Oh, also, I should say, as of right now, as of this recording, they're rumored to have broken up. Yeah, yeah. They broke so up. we're really sort of dancing on the grave of their relationship right now, too. Yeah. He also, I feel like I also, again, I'm, I love him, but I feel like I was told, I was really braced for him to be just the worst actor you've ever seen in right. this movie. He was and fine. I didn't, I, he was fine. He, he was fine. doesn't, he can't rise uh, above the page, <laughs> but he did, he did fine. The script is fucking terrible. My biggest problem with this movie is the script. I think it's awful. Mm -hmm. It makes no since it, this also was really marketed as a feminist movie, which I'm like, what, what a the trick. actual fuck? <laughs> actual trick. It is fully not. Wow, we're really going to get into it. Yeah, let's just do the recap and then we can do the deep dive. Yeah, let's because we're going to keep talking about it. I'm just going to say I got some trivia. Okay. Yep. Um, it has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 48% on Metacritic, and a 6.2 on IMDb. Mm. How about that? Okay. A little bit of trivia: Kiki Lane replaced Dakota Johnson who dropped oh, out after scheduling that. conflicts with her movie, The Lost Daughter, that was shooting at the same time. And that really, mm. apparently that role was really cut out of the movie. Mm. And like, certainly it would have been a bigger role mm. had it been Dakota Johnson, right? Like, uh, I just, she's such a name. Or maybe, th probably, maybe they, um, maybe she dropped out because it was too small of a role or something. Yeah, maybe. Or because of the no, fucking I heard drama Kiki on this Lane, set. I, I'm pretty sure Kiki Lane said like, oh, my they entire part. They filmed a lot more. She was like, my entire part was cut. Yes. Like, I'm going to get to that. Yeah. yeah. They were very yeah. um, openly posting on Instagram how they were unhappy with I, the film. Yeah. So here's, Here's one of my trivias. Kiki Lane revealed on her Instagram account on September 24th, 2022, the day after the movie released, that the best thing about Don't Worry Darling is that she was lucky enough to meet her boyfriend, Arielle Stachel, on set. She also said that they both got cut from most of the movies. Both actors weren't part of the film's promotion and did not attend its world premiere at the Venice Film Festival. Wow. And that would have made... Uh, that's Which such she a key... at least should have. She's a big part of... The, I think she's still a decent part of the movie. I mean, I it's certainly an important one. I know. It would have helped the story so much if they'd fleshed out that relationship a little bit more. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get also, into it. Also, there, no, there was no saving this movie. It's the dumbest idea on the fucking face of the I earth. don't know, you guys. I think it was pretty, <laughs> good. pretty good. I do not think there was any way to save this movie. Um, well, no. Actually, I think there... Okay. Olivia Wilde cited Inception and The Truman Show as influences on this film. Okay. At the table read, Nick Kroll asked Chris Pine, Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, and Olivia Wilde for proposal ideas back when they were all friends. During filming, Kroll proposed to landscape artist Lily Kwong, and Styles was the first to know. They do seem like besties. So, they seem like besties. I think again, I think this all worked out fabulously for Nick Kroll. <laughs> <laughs> um, really happy for him at the end of the day. 
also thrilled for Kate Berlant to have been present for this drama. And I <laughs> what's the um budget on this budget? And did it make money? You better believe I forgot to look it up. But I'm going to look it up right now. Don't I we're, doubt oh it God. made money. Oh, my God. I, I typed D and my computer defaulted to don't worry, darling. This is how <laughs> demented I am. Um, OK, budget was thirty five million. And let's see if we've got some fucking. I will say it looked gorgeous um it says box office 86 million so okay, okay. Uh, this press probably really contributed to this movie making money um because we all simply had it's like if the if there hadn't been any drama this movie would have come and gone and we all would have said oh okay wasn't that good yeah. but it was fine yeah. um but wow instead we <laughs> just it'll be one of the things i think about most for the rest of my life. <laughs> for the rest of my <laughs> life. <laughs> Imagining like on our, on our deathbeds. I'll be on my goddamn deathbed. Yeah, thinking about don't worry, darling. Where Emily like keeps bringing it up. We're like, oh, Emily brought it up again. We're like at our 50th birthday party. I'm, just talking about don't worry, darling. What again. was the plane? Um, <laughs> those will be my last words. Okay, let's do it. Let's watch the trailer. All of you wives. We men, we ask a lot. Can't you see? We ask for strength, <laughs> food at home, a house clean, and discretion above all else. Boys and their toys. At least we know they're getting work done. Welcome to the Victory Project. We're all here because we believe in the mission. What are we doing? Changing the world. What are we doing? Changing, Changing the, the world. world. That's right. What do you think they're really doing out there? What do you mean? The one thing they ask of us is to stay here. Where it's safe. Do you even know what the Victory Project actually is? Have you ever asked? Do you? Please, what's actually happening? Stop it, Alice. What if this place is dangerous? What if what? No. Jack, it's okay. I'm curious to hear where she's going with this. I need you to listen to me. They're lying about everything. We are not going backwards. We're pushing forward. Everyone is acting like I'm crazy. And I'm not crazy. Our life together. We could lose this. I don't trust it. Watching that trailer, I'm just like, what if the movie had been good? You it's know? a good trailer. It makes it look interesting. I love a original idea. <laughs> I really like, God, what if it had been good? And it, you know? I think it is directed well. I think Olivia did a good job directing. Like you said, 
This script is a real stinker. <laughs> the script is a real stinker. There's so many plot holes. It's insane. But for that reason, I, I want to don't worry, worry, darling, too. I want a Same. second one. And I, I want Can them to do it again. Imagine? I, want it, I want them to do it again. I want it so bad. I want it so bad. And I want also watching that trailer made me realize, too, like, I think a rewatch would have been very painful. I think it would have been painful now that painful. I'm like seeing it again. That trailer, and, though, if the movie were that trailer, love it. <laughs> it's more like it's knowing not. how it ends. Like, yeah, that's what makes it painful. But also, like, I brought up so many questions. I just have so many questions. There are so many I've questions. Forgotten about. Uh, uh, yes. Oh, a second watch. I, I, I kept pausing it and going out into the living room and being like, Joel, remember this? Why was this? And he'd be like, God, I forgot <laughs> yeah, we're going to like, just really, like, like, couldn't like, blow through the recap because we need to talk to about the all these things afterwards. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Mm-hmm. Damn it. I'm going to try my best. All right, let's, let's just go. Let's, let's do go. it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So we open at a cocktail party. Uh, looking like looking like the 60s, playing that the 60s song, whatever. The, uh, we've got our couples. It's it's uh, Florence and Harry there. She's Alice. Harry is Jack. 
We have Olivia Wilde and her husband, Nick Kroll. I don't know what his name is. We're going to call him Nick Kroll. I don't even know if he appears in my notes, to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> she's Bunny. Olivia Wilde is Bunny. And it's Kate Berlant um, and her husband. Uh, names I don't really remember. But they're all dancing. The women are bouncing cocktail glasses on their heads. They're they're drinking. You know, Kate Berlant is pregnant and they're like, have another cocktail. Like, we're just like living in the 60s. It's gorgeous. We're having fun. We're, you know, it's lovely. Idyllic. We have a little, oh, here he appears in my notes this one time, which is where Harry and Nick Kroll kiss. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. At this party. And that makes the kiss that happened, at, which we didn't even get into at Venice Film Festival, make more sense because it's like, oh, OK, they were doing the thing for the movie. Anyway, whatever. Um, it's very clear that Alice and Jack are very into each other. They're like making out. They're stealing little moments for each other at this party. Uh, they go and drive around outside very recklessly. We know they're drunk. They're like driving in circles in the desert, making out while they're driving. Life is good. <laughs> And she apparently doesn't know how to drive, right? This is like well, a she's thing. a woman he's in the sixties. Like, he's teaching her women how, to know how to drive. Yeah, but okay. it's like yeah, they live in this. Uh, we'll we'll get there. But yeah, so he's like teaching her how to drive, but they're you know partying. Um, the next morning, she's making him breakfast, and they're talking about Frank's party that they're going to be going to. It's they work for the men. All work for Frank, who's his character we haven't met yet. Um, she mentions like, oh, I. I I'm going to, I need to make tuna salad for Frank's party tonight. And he's like, Oh no, Frank doesn't like tuna. Like don't, don't make tuna salad for Frank's party. It's a whole, it's a, we're all very excited about like going to Frank's house. It's going to be right, a whole trying thing. Trying to impress him too. Trying to impress Frank. And she asks, she makes like a joke about like, what is it that you guys do? And he's like, Oh, I can't tell you. Ha ha. <laughs> Goes off to work, leaves work for the day. Um, all that we see then, all they live in like a cul-de-sac. So she comes out to wish him goodbye, kiss him at his car. All the wives have come out to do the exact same thing at the same moment. All the men pull out, drive their cars away down the street. And all the women share a little like, aha, there's our men. And we're all friends with each other, whatever. Um, and we see from up ahead, the cars, all all the men's cars driving just down like a wide expanse of desert not even a road, just like sand. They're all driving towards this like little desert mountain. And we hear um, a over a, like a speaker, uh, like all um, employees reporting to headquarters for for duty, everything, you know, on schedule. So some sort of uh, I don't know. Very, we're getting a sense of like a very specific rhythm happening here. Um, oh, one quick thing, a huge question mark is while she's making him breakfast, the house starts shaking like a little earthquake and she like, they like pick up a cup and wait for it to pass. And then she's like, what are you guys doing there that like makes these little earthquakes? Haha, I can't tell you. What the fuck are the earthquakes? I mean, we'll yeah, get we to can't. it. We'll get, we'll get to it. Keep, just keep going. Sorry. Just, just keep, just keep, keep, keep going. going. Keep going. That day, Alice goes about her routine, which is she cleans the house. She takes the tram into town. She goes to dance class. All the wives do all these same things. At dance class, she is introduced. They're all introduced to a new wife. Her husband just started working for the Victory Project, which is the project they all work for. And so we've got a new wife here joining our dance class. Gemma Chan, whose character name I do not remember. Shelly? No clue. Gemma Chan is what I'm going to call her. She's Frank's wife, and she's leading the dance class. And she's, like, very intimidating, I think she's one of the most beautiful women in the world. So Uh, absolutely insane. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would be very intimidated as well. And she says, as they're dancing, there is beauty in control. There is grace in symmetry. We move as one. After dance class on the front lawns, uh, Alice and Bunny are talking and they're gossiping a little bit about how like Margaret wasn't in dance class that day. And oh, the doctor came to come visit her. So something's up with Margaret. Um, Alice is then doing laundry on her little clothesline, hanging up clothes, humming a song to herself. 
and she sees Margaret, because again, they're like all in a little cul-de-sac. She sees Margaret in Margaret's lawn standing dead still holding a little toy plane and, and it like catches her attention. It's kind of weird. Uh, but that she so sort of flags it. That night, Alice is or Alice is preparing dinner that night back at home and she has a carton of eggs open and she starts she picks up an egg like she's gonna cook something with it and it's feeling strange to her and she crushes it and there's no egg inside it's just a shell she does that over and over and over again every single egg in the carton just a shell she's weirded out by that but that you know cut to that night uh jack gets home from work alice greets him at the door with a cocktail she's wearing a beautiful dress she's all dressed up for him they immediately start taking each other's clothes off and uh have sex right there on the table um he goes down on her and it's a huge deal apparently um for the press of this movie that that happened (laughs) yeah people love to talk Mm, about it people love to talk about it um but it is that is a an, um, I feel an important point mm-hmm. in terms of um, why this movie is not feminist actually. So anyway, the next day at the victory pool, all the wives are sitting and talking. Um, a topless woman walks by, and the new wife like looks at it and is just sort of like, "Oh my gosh, there's so much skin here." It's like a little bit scandalous. Um, but Bunny and Alice are we oh we learn that. Um, Alice and Jack don't want children. Bunny's like, oh, no, they just only have time for each other. And uh, you should I live ne- I live next door. You should hear it. They just are at each other all the time. Um, so they're very, very into each other. They love to fuck. They don't want kids. <laughs> um, and Bunny asks Alice, like, what is that song you keep humming? It's driving me crazy. And she's like, I don't know. I can't remember. I just keep humming it. Mm. Then we go to the party at Frank's house. Um, this is a historic home in Palm Springs, the name of which I don't recall, but this is apparently the first time that any movie filming happened like inside the house. It's rare to see the interiors mm. of this house, I guess. And it is absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Um, but so we're at this party. It's a, it's a big, impressive house. Um, the women are, are chatting. We learn um, that Violet, the new wife, and and Alice, they honeymooned in the same place. She's like, where'd you guys honeymoon? She says some place. She's like, oh, me too. Isn't that such a lovely spot? Um, then Gemma Chan is a little like, ting, 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 um, gives a speech, uh, introduces her husband, Frank. This is Chris Pine. This is the first we've seen him. He looks fabulous. What a beautiful man. Um, and... Uh, so Gemma, Gemma is giving this speech and being like, thank you for coming to our homes. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you have come and are a part of this life that we are building and you're part of Frank's vision. He's such an extraordinary visionary and we're so lucky to be in his presence. And from the back of the crowd, which is all the Victory employees and their wives, um, Margaret, who's Kiki Lane, says, why are we here? What are... Uh, she says, yeah. Why... Oh, sorry. God damn it. Oh, why are we here? We shouldn't be here. And everyone is rattled by this. And her husband like pulls her away. And, and everyone is like looking at Frank and is sort of like, what's going on? It's clearly like this is not typical for anybody else to speak up. And and so he steps in and goes, no, no, this is it's important. Like, it's good that she asked this question. You know, why are we here? What are we doing? And we learn a little bit that that he's like he asks, he says, what is the enemy of progress? chaos and talks about how like control is so important they're they're working on a vision of the world that is 
ideal and better for everyone. And it goes this whole speech about how the like the wives are so important. They really support their husbands and uh, the things that they're doing there. They clearly all really believe in. We don't really know. We don't have really get told what they think it is, but. He does ask them, like, what are we doing? And they say, changing the world. And they all, like, everyone is obsessed with Frank. We're changing the world. We love this life we are living. Um, after that speech, Alice turns around and Jack isn't there. So she goes around looking for him, wandering around the house. And she sees Margaret and her husband um, in a room. And Margaret is, like, staring off into space. And she catches Alice's eye. And, and uh, her husband is like, oh, don't worry. She's, she's fine. And she goes, nothing is fine. I don't sleep. I have bad dreams. She's clearly like something is up with her and her husband shuts the door. And, and so Alice is a little bit thrown by this. Um, she finds Jack trying on Frank's clothes. I don't know why he's oh, doing I that. I was confused about this. He was trying on Frank's clothes. That's what he's was trying happening? on Frank's clothes. Mm, yeah. Okay. He goes like he's tying a tie and he goes like, I wonder why he chose this tie. He's clearly like feeling really insecure about himself and is like, am I doing everything wrong? Because Frank made a different choice. Like it's everything is all oh. about Frank. At least that's what I gathered from my second viewing. Okay. Um, but they, he starts trying to have sex with her right there in that room. And she's like, and there's a lot of people here. Like anybody could see us, but quickly gets swept up in it. And they start having sex. And she sees out of the corner of her eye, Frank in the room, seeing them, noticing them. They make eye contact. He does a little shush mouth face and, and walks out. And she's sort of like, uh, what, what just happened but you know it's like is, is it doesn't uh, stop is it up. like sexy or bad scary yeah. or it's yeah it's, just, it's like it's mm -hmm. and it seems confusing for yeah. her as well <laughs> um the next day the the all the wives are shopping together and they start gossiping about that about frank's party and uh, and like how that was so crazy that Margaret did that. And Bunny is clearly very upset. And it's like, she's lost her mind. Like it's, it's, she's going to get her husband fired. And Alice seems to be the only, but the only one who is at all empathetic towards Margaret. And is like, she's going through a hard time. And we learn that her child has died. We learn that they, uh, Bunny is like, well, they tell us don't go out there, but she did. She went out, she walked out into the desert and she brought her kid with her. And, they found her out there alone and they never found the kid. And it's very like shame on Margaret. Uh, she got her son killed. Uh, she's crazy. And uh, Bunny says, um, Margaret says they took her son to punish her. And they're all like, oh, that, what's going on with that? Um, and uh, Kate Berlant's character, she asks, like, do you like what are they doing out there? You know, do you ever wonder? And another little earthquake happens. Um, and we learn from bunny. She's like that. They we're not supposed to ask. Like all they ask of us is discretion. And like, we're very lucky that they work here and they, they have our jobs and our lives. And like, we're lucky to be in victory and we're not supposed to ask what they're doing. And so I don't, cause I'm a good wife. Um, at one, that night, Alice is, uh, sleeping and she sees a weird vision of like synchronized black and white dancers uh, and that's that the next day she's cleaning the house going about her routine um, she but she seems like a little more out of it than she was the day before she takes the tram into town but she doesn't get off she just like the guy asks her like oh I'm turning around and going back to town and she's like yeah I just wanted to joyride I need to get out of the house and as she's, she's the only one left on the tram and she sees a plane overhead that looks like it then crashes into the mountains and she says to the driver oh my gosh did you see that did you see that plane it just crashed we need to go drive out there we need to help them and he's like i don't i don't go that way like 
I have to stick to the road. And she's like, somebody could be like hurt. We, we, we need to go get them. And he's like, I'm not going there. So she is it's like, how, what is wrong with you? And she like gets off the tram and walks into the desert herself, which I'm like, the fuck is your plan? We don't have cell phones in this world. Like what are you so far? Then just what? like miles then through what? the desert. But she goes off through the desert. Yeah. Through the heat. It's really getting to her. She is, you know, it looks like it's been hours. She makes her way to the desert past warning signs that are like, you know, only security personnel past this point makes her way up the mountain. That is the victory headquarters. Cause at this point she's like, help somebody, there's a plane crash. I, I need help. She wanders up and we see at the top, there's like this dome looking building with all sliding glass doors all the way around it that are the reflective kinds so that you like can't really see in unless you're, Right up against it, and she is curious about it. She walks up, she touches the glass, and then she falls back almost like she gets like knocked out, um, like unconscious by doing that. Um, and we see again these images of like synchronized dancers, kind of um, night- nightmarish hears- type things. Yeah, she hears Frank's voice, like a muffled Frank's voice. Um, The song that she's been humming, she's hearing it playing. um, And she wakes up with a jolt. She's in her own bed and she hears noise outside her room. She she stumbles out. She's very confused and disoriented. And it it, and she's home in her bed. Jack is cooking her dinner. Um, It's absolute chaos. He's a 60s man, doesn't know how to fucking do shit he's slamming raw potatoes with a bottle of alcohol because he's trying to make mashed potatoes which this is the thing that joel has fixated on the most from this entire movie it's just like what the fuck did he think he was doing anybody Um, think that that's how you how could anybody think that um but uh she comes out and she's like have I been sleeping the whole time? Was I home when you got here? And she's really confused. She's like, I, 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 I saw a plane crash and basically ends up feeling like, oh, I guess I just had a really weird dream. Um, and so she's sort of like, oh, okay, I guess I dreamed all of that. Super weird. Um, the next day, um, she's going about her routine, cleaning the house. She's cleaning her sliding glass door. And as she's cleaning it, like Windexing it, it starts slowly creeping in on her until it's she's getting physically smushed between the glass and her wall and starts like panicking and choking. She's getting like smushed to death. And then all of a sudden, Oh, it wasn't really real. The glass is back where it should be. She's really freaked out. The phone rings. She goes and answers it. And it's Margaret. And Margaret's like, you went out there. You saw it. Um, they're lying to us. Uh, what does she say? Um, Oh yeah. You, they're lying to us. No one asks any questions. We can't stay here, Alice. I'm not crazy. You know I'm not crazy. And Alice is getting really worked up. And she's like, Margaret, I, I can't talk to you about this. Like, uh, uh, goodbye. And hangs up the phone. Um, Later that day in dance class, she's dancing. And in the mirror, she sees Margaret as like her reflection. And she's really confused. And she like walks up to the mirror. And then as she gets there, she sees on the other side of the mirror, Margaret smashing her head against the glass over and over and over. And as she goes to do one final smash and is like really going to kill herself, Alice screams and comes to and realizes there's nothing going on. There was no vision there. Everybody else in the dance class is looking at her like she's crazy. And she goes like, Oh no, 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 no. And runs out of the dance class. She runs home. She's absolutely terrified. And she sees again, uh, Margaret in the house across the way, standing on her roof. Uh, Margaret turns to her, makes eye contact, grabs a knife, slowly slits her throat and falls backward off the roof. Alice screams, 
goes to run towards her and gets picked up and carried off by some men in red jumpsuits. Um, that night at home, when Jack gets back from work there, they start fighting over it. He says, she's fine. She slipped and fell off the roof. She just, Dr. Saw her. She just had a few stitches. Ted, her husband is, or whatever his name is, is, is with her right now. Everything's fine. And she's like, she didn't slip. I saw her. She cut her throat. She tried to hurt herself. There's no way she's okay. She like fell off the roof. And he's like, you're being hysterical. Like, you need to let this go. Uh, and so she starts to ask him, like, what are you guys doing at the Victory Project? What do you actually do? I, like, what's going on here? And he gets really upset. He tells her they're doing they're, He's like, you know what we do? It's the development of progressive materials, <laughs> which is like, OK. Um, and and he gets really, really mad at her. And it's finally like enough, Alice, like you could make us you could get us to lose everything. Not everyone gets this opportunity. <laughs> Our life together. We could lose it. Our life. <laughs> My angel, he's a very bad actor. Um, in this moment, at least. He's bad when it has to be, you know, the more like emotionally more intense. Charming. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's basically like, we are not, you are not allowed to ask what we're doing. And like, T- Ted is going to get fired because of Margaret's behavior. Like, you're going to make us lose our whole life if you keep probing. And he gets like really, really mad at her. Um, and uh, so she drops it for the night. Um, the next day, she is making lunch and she's got saran wrap and she just starts wrapping it around her face, totally wraps around her face, completely smothers herself, starts breathing in through the plastic and then freaks out and like tears it off, tears it off her face. Um, and after that cut to Dr. Collins, who's the victory project doctor played by Timothy Simmons. Um, Simon Simmons. I don't know. Simon's great. Um, who is great. Love but, him. you know, n- not in this movie. Nobody is. <laughs> um, but he comes and, and visits them. And uh, clearly, like, word has gotten out that, about the screaming at the dance class. And she's maybe not doing so well. And so he's like, you know, I'm going to give you, prescribe you some medication. It'll help you calm down. It'll help you sleep. And she doesn't want to take it. And and Jack, too, is with her. And he's like, it's OK. Like, we everything's fine here. Like, we can handle it. Um, and so Alice asks, like, what did you do for Margaret? I just I I, I want to know what happened to her. She's my friend. I want to make sure she's OK. He's really hesitant to talk about it. But he's finally like, you know, she was she was really she needed a lot of psychological help. She was paranoid. She made it impossible for Ted to do his job. So he's been fired. Um, and that, like, hopefully she gets the help she needs. She was really unwell. Um, and, you know, she refused treatment and, uh, Jack, uh, Jack's like, that's not gonna be a problem here. That's not gonna happen. We're all, we're all fine. Um, and so they, she like puts on a smile and they're like, okay, bye, bye doctor. She notices as he's talking to her that he has a briefcase and in the briefcase is a file that says Margaret's name on it. And so she clocks out and is like, oh, I want to read that file. Um, but the doctor gets up and leaves and he's like, Jack, why don't you talk to me outside? As he leaves, she realizes he left his briefcase. She rifles through it. She gets Margaret's file out just in time. He comes back for his briefcase, leaves. All is good. She opens the file, reads it and everything is redacted. There's nothing in it that she can read except for the words, um, uh, fi- oh, subject refused care and final warning, but the rest is redacted. She's really frustrated. There's no information there. She burns the file. Um, that night she is taking a bath and she, uh, once again has those visions of these creepy synchronized dancers. Um, it, they're like doing what looks to me like synchronized swimming, but it's dancing. That's why I'm calling them synchronized dance. I can't think of a better way to put it. They're like doing yeah. like leg stuff and a little formation, but they're like, you know, I don't know, little 
dancers. Like rockets um, is that like, has, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like on the ground. I don't know. Rockets on the ground. Rockets in a um, circle on the ground. Uh, kids mm. in a circle on the ground. Kids say it's better than that. <laughs> um, and so she's also seen like little flashes of what sort of looks like a more modern day apartment. Like we're getting little like bits and pieces of like a, a nightstand and like things that just don't look like this Palm Springs 60s world. Um, but she sort of again comes to and Jack is putting on a tux and he's like, wow, you're still not ready. Like we need to go. We keep getting indications that it's like she like blacks out for yeah, large time periods of time. Jumps. Um, and so he comes and he's like, I've got you this dress for you to wear tonight. And he's like, I've been thinking, I, I think we should have a baby. And she's really thrown by this. And, um, it's like, okay, we have to get ready to go. Um, and so they go to a big party hosted by the victory project by uh, Frank and his wife. They show up. Everybody's there. It's like, a. it, it seems like a sort of like Gatsby ish party where everyone's like really dressed up and drinking and, um, at this party, um, Frank keeps sort of like making eye contact with Alice and like really staring at her and she's noticing it and she's feeling freaked out and like she's very on edge already at this party. Um, uh, Gemma, Chan, again, I don't remember her character name. She was like, you know, this night is for all of you, but I couldn't help but get a gift for Frank. And so here's this gift for Frank. And it's uh, Dita Von Tess. I've always said Tease, but I'm not Tease. sure. Just as I said, I was like, is it Dita Von Tease? Sounds better. Anyway, it's Dita Von Tease in a fucking stripping in a martini glass. And so everybody's like, woo! Sexy, sexy. Loving it. And as sexy, sexy. And as that is happening, Alice, we notice Alice is like really starting to freak out and is like sort of having a panic attack. And she's like, she keeps getting flashes of those other dancing women. Like the Dita Von Tease is like reminding Mm -hmm. her of those dancing women somehow. And she's also then keeps picturing Margaret and Margaret killing herself and Margaret falling off the roof and she's like really starting to freak out and so she says to Jack she's like Jack please I I need to go home please take me home but just then Frank uh, gets on stage and he's like I I have an announcement to make can I please get Jack Chambers up here and she's still like no Jack please we have to go and he goes up with Frank leaves her um, and uh, Frank gives Jack a promotion he's like I'm you know I'm making you uh, a senior uh, member of the senior advisory board. And it's like, oh my God, what a big deal. Everybody's so thrilled. As this is happening, Alice uh, gets up and, and goes to the bathroom. She's like totally freaking out. Um, and so we're cutting back and forth here between her in the bathroom having a panic attack and what's happening on stage, which is that inexplicably Frank is like, let's get the boy to dance and uh, and makes Jack start tap dancing for all of them but it it like looks like his face isn't dancing like it looks like he's like almost being puppeteered like he doesn't really want to be dancing but he's like come on let's just keep dancing look at him go and it's just like uh, i don't know why it's happening and the dancing is he's like he's like flinging his body into little circles yeah it's like it really does look like he's like literally being puppeteered um again we're not um told why but, you know, also at the end of the dance, then they start chanting like Frank just starts chanting like, whose world is it? Ours. Whose world is it? Ours. And all the men are like screaming that and are being like, yeah, we love it here. Meanwhile, Alice is having a complete panic attack in the bathroom. Bunny follows her in and it's like, honey, what is going on? Like, are you OK? And she's like, Margaret was like something happened to Margaret. I saw it. 
I don't think she was crazy. I think something is going on here. Like I- I'm scared. Like, do you know what? She's like, I went out there. I-, I went to headquarters and I think I saw something and bunny flips. And it's like, you went to headquarters. Like, you are not supposed to do that. That's the one thing they ask of us. Your husband is out there having the night of his life and you are freaking out. You're going to ruin everything. And she gets like really mad at her. So she's like, you know, completely alone in that moment. Um, but then we just cut to the next night and Jack and Alice are hosting a dinner party. Uh, and Frank and for Frank and his wife, uh, in addition to some other couples. And it's like, oh, my God, can't believe you got them to come to your house. What a big deal. Um, and so everybody arrives. It's uh, Kate Berlant and her husband. It's um, the, the new wife and husband and Frank and his wife. Um, <laughs> and as they're all settling in and having their drinks, Alice goes back to the kitchen to prepare dinner and Frank follows her in. And he says to her, I'm sorry, Bunny didn't believe you. But then again, you didn't believe Margaret. So why would anybody believe you? Wow. My God, you fascinate me. I've been waiting for someone like you, someone to challenge me. No great man has changed the course of history without being pushed to his limits. I do hope you keep going. And yet, here you are preparing dinner like a good girl. And so she's really creeped out and is like, oh, my God, it's I was right. Fucking something's going on here. So they all go to sit down to dinner. And at the last minute, uh, Alice takes Jack's seat at the head of the table. And so everyone for a minute is like, duh. And he clearly feels a little emasculated and is like, "Okay, I guess I'll sit here. But they all sort of like move past it and try to go about their regular chit chat. Um, and then Alice, uh, starts asking questions. She goes like, um, Violet, how did you and your husband meet? And they start to tell a story and she steps in and tells it for them. And is like, yeah, right. You dropped your ticket on a train to Boston and he picked it up and he started talking like, that's how you and met your husband. And isn't that how this other person met his or her husband? And they're like, oh yeah, huh? funny coincidence. And Frank this whole time is staring at her. Like he's so pleased to see where she's going. And, and she says, and where are you from? Philadelphia. Everyone here is all the women here are from Philadelphia or Baltimore. Or Washington. And then like go and keeps listing off and off. And where did you honeymoon? That's right. We've all honeymooned here, here, here. She's like, we are told we remember like we're all. Isn't that like a weird coincidence? We all share the same memories like Frank. And she starts just starts going off. Frank is doing something to us. He's like putting things in our heads. Um, every, you know, everyone is uh, getting very on edge at this point. And Frank says, you know, this is the same paranoia that that got Margaret, you know, it's, it's very sad. Um, you, you, Alice, you see trust as, as a means of control, but you know, you, you trust every day, you know, just like, and he's, he goes, (laughs) you know, like I trusted you in my bedroom and it seems to imply that they had an affair, but I think he's talking about when he watched them having sex. I think so. I think so. But again, we don't really deal with it. And it is just like a, like he like, used that as a scene. point against her. Like I remember how I trusted you in my bedroom, and and Jack looks confused. Just a weird way to get at that point. Yeah. Um, I hated this because I knew I knew exactly what was happening in the scene. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's one of yes. those scenes that starts, and you're like, oh, this is going to be her trying to prove that and she's going to look bad more paranoid. And it's going to make her look bad. You know, you just yeah. go into a scene, and you're just like, I don't want to watch this. Like I know exactly what they're doing, and yeah, I so, like, hate it. What happens is she just she gets more flustered and is like, no, 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 like uh, he's lying to us. We shouldn't trust him. And everyone is like, oh, no, she is crazy. And until finally Mm -hmm. Gemma Chan shouts like enough. 
We come to your house. You uh, you invite us in and then you insult my husband and what he's doing. You sit there demanding answers to questions you made up. It's heartbreaking that your sad, desperate paranoia could destroy everything we've tried to build. Well, I won't listen to your pathetic whining anymore. And she like gets up and leaves and it's like, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So they all get up and leave except for Frank and Alice are the last two at the table. And he says to her, I was expecting so much more from you. Good luck, Alice. And then he leaves. <laughs> Jack comes back in and they, they start to fight about it. He's like, did you set up this whole night just to embarrass me? And she's like, no, I, I just... They like actually share a really heartfelt moment where she's like, I love you so much. I believe in you. I don't believe in Frank. I don't believe in this place. I don't trust him. I think I just please, please, can we go? Like, I will go anywhere with you. We can do it. You and me, we love each other. I just I can't do it here. Please, please, please. Will you leave with me? And he finally says, "Okay." she's like, "Quit! let's pack a bag. Let's get in the car right now. And then they do. And they pack their bags and they get in the car. And she's like, "Okay, let's go. And he won't drive. And she's like, Jack, let's go. He says, I, I, I really didn't want this to happen. And then men in red jumpsuits come and they pull her out of the car and she's screaming and he's screaming and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, she gets pulled out and he is really upset in the car. And, um, and then we see she gets uh, electroshock therapy, which is mm-hmm. pretty upsetting. Um, and as that's happening, we cut, she starts, uh, we see a whole life that she has with Harry Styles in the modern world. We're seeing what her yep. real life was. And in this world, Harry Styles has acne. Mm-hmm. He's, um, and he wears glasses. Here's the twist, everyone. Here it is. We see... Uh, Harry Styles and her and him saying um, him him being like what am I gonna do I, I like lost my job she's like it's okay I'll take extra shifts it's, we're gonna be fine and then yeah she sees electroshock therapy happening and then it cuts so just practice she we learn is a surgeon she comes you know she gets out of surgery she comes home and it's it's Harry Styles sitting at a fucking vertical computer monitor <laughs> the vertical computer monitor really gets me and. She comes in and and she's like, oh, did, did you have dinner? And he, and, oh, man. And in this world, this is where I'm really like, oh, boy, oh, boy. In this world, he has an American accent and it is so bad. <laughs> she's like, did you do we have anything for dinner? And he was like, no, I'm starving. I didn't eat because I didn't know. I, I didn't know if you were going to be home for dinner. <laughs> and. She goes like, I don't have my phone on me when I'm in the, oh, I was in sur- back-to-back surgeries. I don't have my phone on me when I'm in surgery. Well, that would be great to know. <laughs> oh, like they've never had this conversation before. This this uh, yeah. part was where the writing got really bad. Like this. Wh- this way is where? No, no. Aye, aye, aye. The, the whole movie, you kind of feel like something's fake. But then this is supposed to be like real life. The reveal. Yeah. Quote unquote. And like the the dialogue is so bad that it yeah. that's when so, the movie yeah, we goes learn like, that She's a surgeon and he is such a piece of shit that he can't make himself dinner (laughs) um, while she's in surgery and doesn't understand that he can't text her while she's in surgery. No, it's not even that he can't make himself dinner. He can't even order food for himself. He was like, well, I didn't know when you were going to be home and I didn't know if you wanted (laughs) dinner. Um, And then he like she goes to turn on the faucet and the hot water's out and she's like, oh, we still haven't gotten the hot water fixed. And they're clearly like they don't have enough money. They're stressed. They're spread thin. He immediately comes up behind her and starts trying to fuck her. And she's like, I, 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 if I can't take a shower, I just need to go to bed. Like I I have to work again in six hours to have a 30 hour shift. 
and he's like trying to kiss her neck and she's like just please like I can't, I can't right now okay and like goes to her room and uh he is really upset about this <laughs> looks, looks all mad but we then we cut back to we're back in victory and we arrive back in victory. He uh, Jack pulls up in a brand new car with Alice in the passenger seat. There's a welcome home Alice sign hung up. She comes out of the car. Bunny's there. Hugs her. Oh, my God, you're back. How are you feeling? She's like, I'm feeling much better. Uh, Jack goes back to work and is like, OK, she's like, you can go. You've been taking such good care of me. Like, go, go. I'll be with Bunny. She and Bunny sit on the lawn and gossip again. And Bunny starts telling her about somebody in victory. And Alice can't remember who it is. And it's like, sorry, I, I feel like my treatment. I just I, I like lost some some memories and Bunny's like it's okay it's okay you'll, you'll get it back you know she she goes about her regular day we see her back to cooking she goes to dance class back in her regular routine that day Jack gets home from work she greets him at the door with a cocktail and her beautiful dress all is back to how it was and um she tells him like okay you, you know I'm dinner's almost ready like uh, you need to eat and get your stamina up so that you can fuck me because that's all we like <laughs> to do here not like that bitch surgeon um and he goes to put music on while she prepares dinner. And as he's putting on a record, he starts singing a song. And it's the song that she had been humming, which is a song from the real, real world, the 2022 world. And she hears it and it all like flashes back to her. And we see she starts freaking out in the kitchen. And then we see the rest of... <laughs> We see the rest of the story, which is <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is where I I was laughing so I could have fallen on the goddamn floor <laughs> in the movie theater. I, I, okay, we see Jack again in the real world. This time, his hair is really long and greasy, mm -hmm. and we see him applying to be a member of the Victory Project. And we see at one point up on his computer screen a like "Welcome to Victory." It's like a fucking video game world <laughs> we see him applying and and the, the, doing a like a video audition basically of like entrant number uh 78 uh name jack Cham jack chambers uh <laughs> chosen wife uh, alice chosen nationality british <laughs> that was my favorite part she just did be british on earth world, they the didn't world. just not he could have just been I don't understand it's because also of course that happened when Harry Styles got cast like we, so nobody funny. was thinking about it like just don't oh my god okay anyway chosen nationality British um he is uh, he just is disgusting we see him eating tuna fish straight from the can <laughs> Um, coming home and unlocking like 12,000 little locks on his door and like sneaking in his apartment. He has flowers in his hand. He comes in, he puts them down. We see him walk up to his bed where we see modern day, uh, Alice lo chained to bed with like compression socks and an IV and her eyes forced open with little like fucking clamp things <laughs> like movies like clockwork orange type thing yeah laying in a bed in a, like a weird little dome bed uh he gets gets a fucking washcloth and squeezes the water out in her mouth meanwhile we're hearing uh like over this uh a 
him being told, like, you understand that in order to participate in the Victory Project, you're responsible for the the health of your own wife and you're responsible for uh, keeping up with with day to day and like, keep you know, it, it discretion and all of this. And he's like, yes, 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 I, I agree. And he uh, we see him get in the bed with her and like hold her hand and put his little fucking eye things on. And uh, we hear like entering victory project and we see we look back and we see that on their dome bed is a fucking like projector screen showing images. And it's those dancing floor rockets that she's been seeing and Frank's voice playing overhead, telling him about the victory project. And um, so, you know, she comes to in victory like oh my god like she remembers all of it and she's freaking out and she looks at jack and he looks at her and he realizes that she has remembered and she's like what did you do and he's like no 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 no, no alice it's okay it's okay it's okay uh uh um uh, look I, I i you were so unhappy you were so unhappy for you you hated your life and she's like it was my life i had a job i liked my life you hated your life uh and she was like it was my life you don't get to take that from me and he goes hi gave you this life i gave you all of this we are lucky to be here alice we're perfect in here don't you <laughs> want to be perfect with me <laughs> and it's this real like back and forth of you know she is totally freaking the fuck out because she realizes that she's just a good half corpse in a bed with a freak but she but she, she is like this is kind of a nice life and oh he loves me and i love him and he's like hugging her and and um she asks like she's really freaking out and she's just like uh i what about like are there others like who and he's like i don't know i don't know um like it's i don't have to lie to you anymore we can just like be in this together like i'll, I'll tell you everything and um and he says like i don't know anybody else like everyone is responsible for his own wife and so she goes like Oh my god all the women are trapped here she was freaking out again she's like oh my god the kids and he goes no, no no the kids aren't real don't worry don't worry the kids aren't real <laughs> and she goes like okay i just i just like need i just need a, a minute like I, I, uh, and he's clinging to her and like squeezing her and squeezing her on his knees in front of her and she's just like trying to get away from him and he won't let her go and she grabs a, a big huge fucking rocks glass off the shelf smashes it into her head and they both get knocked out i guess she gets like squeezed she smashes yeah, it into her own head. head. No, no, into his. No, she smashes head. his head. Oh. But his comes head. to and like wakes up on the ground. So she maybe she lost consciousness again for I don't know whatever reason. Okay, but she comes to. Uh, he is dead, 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 dead. She's covered in hmm. blood. Um, and uh, Bunny walks in, finds them, and it's like, oh my god, oh my god, Alice, what what did you do? What's going on? And she's trying to tell it. She's like, Bunny, Bunny, we're all trapped here. Like, and this, we have to get out of here. And, and Bunny's like, you need, to, you need to go. You've been to headquarters. You know how to get out. You need to fucking go. And, um, and she's like, no, 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 Bunny, you don't understand. And Bunny's like, I know, I know what this is. Like, I've always known you have to get out. And she's like, you've always known. She's like, I, yes, I choose to be here. I choose to be here because in here, in here, my kids are alive in here. <laughs> I still get to have them. Wait, okay, so she doesn't actually and say... And this is a wait. feminist movie! Wait, 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 wait. She doesn't actually say my kids are alive. She they, says I get to be with die. my kids. 
No, they no, didn't. No. She does say. No, does she yeah. say they didn't die? I, I think she. I, I think, think she, she does. Says yeah. in I, think here. She, I don't think she does. I think that it's because because I remember when I was watching it, I was like, did her kids die or was she like? Because throughout the throughout the entire thing, she's drinking. Oh, tons. I remember. I have the opposite memory where I'm like, wow, she just really made it very explicit for us. Like, we get it. Your kids are dead. I'm fairly certain she I'm says her kids are positive. dead. I am literally almost positive. Wait, really? I almost want to. I almost want to. Here's wanna... what she says. In here, I, I'm here. I choose to be here because in here, my kids are alive. In here, I didn't lose them. She That's says what she they're says. alive. Yes, because I remember laughing at that part because it was like, okay, yeah, we know because you're. It's I like thought it so was implied obvious. like she was such a bad mom that they were like taken away from her. And so she like couldn't didn't no, have her kids anymore. I think anymore. it's stupider than that. Yeah, I, that I, would I really be think it's that would be more interesting because then she would be like kind of more evil too in a way. Where no, it's no, like, I think it's literally like my kids died, so I chose this so that I can still have my kids. I, I really because think she that's like what also it is. like hates her kids the entire time. <laughs> yeah, it's, this movie sucks. Um, but I'm pretty. I mean, we'll look it up after the fact. But I'm I am almost because yeah, I remember reacting to it being like, alive. wow, she's just. Spelling it right out for us. I remember reacting to it too because I could see how someone whose opinions I disagree with could read that and be like, wow, this is a feminist movie because women can be bad too. <laughs> and it's like complicated. Um, and just being like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, it's very stupid. I think it's very, very stupid. And I think it's that her kids died in the real world. So she chose to do this fucking shit. Um, so but she tells Alice, she, so, she says, Alice, if you die. <laughs> If you die in victory, you die in the real world too. The Matrix. You have all to of get out because because they won't pull. Like, there's going to be nobody to pull you out. Like, you have you have to go. They're going to kill you. You know how to drive. Get in the car and go. So she goes out and she walks onto the street and everybody, for whatever reason, is walking out of their homes now. And all the husbands are they see her covered in blood and they're like, what the fuck is going on? They start freaking out because they obviously all know what the deal is with Victory Project. And they're like, uh, Alice, Alice, go, go, go back inside. All the street lights are like the light bulbs are exploding, I guess, because all of their like grip on reality is disappearing. Hearing. All the wives are looking like all of a sudden they're sort of remembering what's actually going on. And the new husband, Bill, says to Nick Kroll, he's like, they said this was they said this could never happen. And he says, shut up, Bill. <laughs> um, that was his big line, his big moment. But yeah, so she uh, Alice gets the car, drives to headquarters. She's being pursued by all these men in red jumpsuits. Big car chase scene. Um Meanwhile, Frank keeps getting update calls um, about what's going on. And, and he you know, gets a call that she's getting away. And he's like, she can't get away. We have to make sure you get her. And as he hangs up the phone, he turns around and Gemma Chan stabs him with a big old knife, twists it, kills him and says, you stupid, stupid man. It's my turn now. Your turn. What the what? fuck does that mean? Nope, nope, nope. I mean, oh, one of my many things. God. So Alice, meanwhile, she does finally make it. She gets away. She makes it up to headquarters. She gets up to the glass. Um, and just before she goes to pull herself out, she gets a vision of Jack behind her, hugging her, saying how much he loves her and not to leave him, which hold, has, makes her hesitate for a second. She comes out of it, sees the men in red jumps who's pursuing her, comes up, puts her hands on the glass, knocks her head back as if she's getting knocked out. And then we see sort of fuzzy final images of happy memories from victory intercut with Florence in 2022 dancing around 
uh, and then cut to black and we hear <gasps> as if someone is coming to in their nasty bed next to a <laughs> corpse of their husband. End of movie. We all come home after a long day of work. And what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know... I'm a broken record over here. I love Skims. I love Skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so my question for you guys is, did you predict what it was when you were watching it? Like, did you know what the ending was going to be? No. No, no. <laughs> I I started to suspect that it was like um like a little toy town basically. Like like that they it is 2022 or something, but that they're like physically kept in an alternate reality world. I kind of thought there was maybe just one mastermind that maybe they were all uh prisoners there and maybe it was just Frank doing it all. I figured I thought there were like real bodies were inside of that headquarters. That's what I thought that like they didn't they want you to see. absolutely should have been. Right. Yeah. Inside the headquarters because you would see your own body in there. Why does touching glass make you. OK, here's my list of questions. Oh, my God. I have so many questions. So many. Why does touching glass make you come out? Why wouldn't there be somebody up there all the time to fucking kill the person who tries to get themselves out? Why isn't that place always monitored? Who are the men in red jumpsuits? Why don't they live in that dome house? Um, uh, what the fuck are the earthquakes? What are the earthquakes? Uh, what's the plane? What's the what's the plane? What's the plane? If they're trying to keep these women in this world, why punish a woman by taking her son? <laughs> Where's her son? What What is that? Why would they make her think that her son is dead if they're trying to keep 
placate these women. Um, also, is, ele- is the electroshock therapy happening in the fake world? And if or so, is it happening in the real or world? Or is it happening in the real world? What's the mechanism for even getting them into this space? And why is Harry Styles and the men, why do they get, why are they all self-aware? How's, how are they self-aware? But then the women are not and they have like yeah. memories implanted and then all the men seem to know they're in on it together i was uh-huh. kind of like thinking oh there's something the men are weird i kind of knew that because i felt like the casting was really on like, like really hot wives with yeah more normal men yeah normal looking men like having casting nick kroll was interesting do you know what i mean like it felt like a little bit of a choice um feels like a little bit of a choice and Harry Styles, I think the thing that I think the thing that changed for me is that watching this movie at the end, I was like, mm, I can see him as an incel. Like I can see it. Oh my like, god, really? the, choi- the, the choice! Oh my god, the choice the, to make him look like that. Okay, also sorry that was Joel's Halloween costume, and he fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He did. Um, but incel Harry Styles, uh, uh, unbelievable. The fact that this man wouldn't see himself in the fifties world, sixties world, where he is the most beautiful man alive and he wouldn't go oh I should just get contacts and a haircut like are you kidding me he could it's literally him it's just him with better hair yeah why not just do that in the real world just get a haircut and if you're gonna work that hard to live in that world like you're never sleeping you're always working or doing this world why do their eyes have to be open why on earth do their eyes have to be open and why do they do are they all required to leave during the day i mean it's said yes, that harry has to leave i know but do all of them have to work during the day to, yes that's why they, they all drive out to victory headquarters and put their hands in the but glass don't you think so they people can people would be doing it who like don't need to work do you know what i mean like why aren't no, there more all little Is freaky the cells just because he's only collecting incels, he only accepts people who are incels. Well, I just feel like incels yeah. would be the ones that would do it. Okay, yeah. So here's another thing. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, the fact first, my honestly, my biggest complaint. If they had just done this, I might love this movie. The fact that they didn't show us incel Chris Pine incel every yeah. man in this movie. How fucking dare they? How fucking dare they do that to Harry and that gift and that uh, that incredible humor and not everybody else are you kidding me it's funny I wanted because, to see all the yeah, women I waking up I want to see like all, it's like with horror movies this movie we talk ugh. so much about how an explanation can ruin mm. horror movies and this is like uh-huh. so veering far the other direction where it's like okay you got to give us some something you got to give us something <laughs> And I feel like, like if this it's true for it's more true for kind of sci more science fictiony things where if you present things that look like science, like someone going in through a machine into a new virtual reality that implies some sort of science happening, which makes us as an audience want rational answers whereas in something supernatural so many things can get written off as like well supernatural and so it doesn't that same amount of ambiguity doesn't apply here because this is set in the real world yes so we need the answers and the most the bet the part of the movie that was the most interesting was watching little incel harry skitter into that creepy little apartment unlock all those locks open up the can of tuna, eat it straight oh out God. of the can. Eating, eat, I forgot to mention that. Eat it, yeah, I did. Eating tuna straight from the can. And okay, I will say a bit of trivia that made me laugh so hard I cried when I was looking it up is that so, okay, and I made a point to t- talk about this in the recap. When 
they're going to Frank's party and she's like, I'm going to make my tuna salad. Yeah, and he goes, and don't make tuna salad. Frank hates tuna salad. It's actually because all he eats is tuna, tuna and he doesn't want to eat tuna anymore. Oh my God. Because he only eats tuna from the can. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. He's so stupid. Oh, that's I know. Very and funny. why, and what, and the eggs, it's just because uh, it was like an algorithm. That was uh, one of my questions. Is why are some <laughs> eggs empty and some eggs are not empty? Because we see other like fine coding, eggs. Sh- sh- she's losing her matrix. grasp on, on reality or something why yeah why the earthquakes what the fuck are the earthquakes I, the plane What's is my the plane? biggest question and and kate berlant's character olivia wilde says like oh th- she's always pregnant and it's like oh okay so like in this reality she's always pregnant she like never has a baby so she's like that's why she's drinking all the time like is she pregnant <sighs> in real life i guess probably not i was wondering that too of like when harry says we should have a baby what does he mean <laughs> Like right, a virtual probably because he said the kids aren't real, so it would be a virtual a, a, baby. Must be a virtual baby. And maybe Kate Berlant's husband like wants a pregnant wife, not actually kids, and so he gets to decide that she's pregnant, pregnant all, the time. all the time. Also, again, so, okay, uh, in the talking about this being a feminist movie, every time they have sex, she's being raped, essentially, yeah. because she can't consent to any of that, so that is uh, not good. And, I'm sorry, we've talked about this. I just don't buy that an incel's perfect version of life is one where he eats pussy every day. Sorry. <laughs> I just don't think that's happening. Nope. I know. But that's what made it a feminist film, according to Olivia Wilde. It, well, it's non-consensual, so no. And, and that's what made me angry, is that I knew something nefarious was going on, but nonetheless, when I was it's watching like, it... It's like, there's sexy scenes. I was, like, totally turned on by it. I was like, I was like, yeah. ooh, this is great. I, I like, I'm loving their chemistry. This is great, great, Oh, my great. God, they and had then by great the time you get to the end, you're like, so hot. Okay, well, and now I feel gross for yeah. thinking mm-hmm. that. Fuck you, Olivia Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel bad. If this movie, if this script, it's again a bad script and a stupid idea, but I could see a version of it where if they treated it like it's campy, if they treated it like it's really over the top, uh, like a, a, not a not a true to if, if they weren't like, let's make this like a real commentary on like what ew, the world would be like if men like this ruled it. And instead we're like, let's do a hyper stylized campy version of like this reality and we'll treat it kind of as a joke. We'll, we'll let you know how crazy it is. And again, if it had ended with like all the women coming out of it and like going ape shit on all the guys um, or seeing all of them as incels and like mass murdering them or something, that's the version I want. Yeah. Um, but they took it so seriously. The twist needs to be way earlier. Yes. The twist needs to be earlier because also so we many- had two hours of her being upset. And nobody believing her. Yeah, because I had, I, I mean, I just have just so many questions. So many so questions. So many Why questions. Why did Gemma Chan stab Chris Pine? Right. Why did when she, she do says that? it's her turn now, so... Her your turn, turn for what? what? Your did turn she for help what? create the code? And also... It seems like, yes, she seemed in the yeah, know. Yeah, she gets to do, like, her version, but why, why though? Why wasn't what? she doing her version the whole time? What was the point of the dance class? What was that solving for? Right, and why was, why was, he, why was Harry being puppeteered into dancing in front of everybody... Mm, there are all these like kind of red herring or not red herrings, but like these things that are Misdirect. just like not relevant, <laughs> completely yeah. ir- irrelevant to the entire story. Who are the men in red jumpsuits? Are those real men? Are they like uh, Matrix style code? Are they like agents? 
Oh yeah, maybe oh, they're maybe, maybe they're, they're code. code. That would that make the more sense. Why would they look so obviously like freaky? <laughs> you know, what they're I like mean? yeah, like, almost like Willy Wonka. Yeah, stuff. it's like oh, <laughs> don't pay attention to the full head to toe red men running around. Like mm-hmm. what? Who just come out of nowhere and pick you up and like scale mountains on foot? And I don't get I don't get that. And, choice. and was she being completely kept alive by an IV and occasional drips of water into her mouth from a so, washcloth? Yeah. yeah, I think so. And then what does she do when she wakes up? That's why I want to do what she do when she wakes up. Again, in a bed with a dead man, right? Like if if the idea is you die in real life, he's dead in the bed next to her. Then what the fuck does she do? And also like they must have faked her death, right? Like or something. Oh, right. Company that must have been part of the service is that they they frame or fake her death because yeah, everybody would. Be like looking for her. Where'd Alice go? <laughs> right, exactly. And they'd be like, it's probably the boyfriend. And they seem to have like a really nice relationship, actually, because when he says he loses in the beginning, anyway, in the beginning, like, before... when he says he loses his job and she's like, it's fine. Like, I'll pick up extra shifts. Like, it's OK. Like, but then what happens is she starts working to her and she can't have sex with him. And so he decides to capture her in her home. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so I, that's another part is like, uh, look incels are are real and and very scary and there's like a a lot to be unpacked there that we won't but I just part of me with this movie too and the feeling of like oh this is a feminist movie where I was just like I don't know that anyone would actually do this like I, I like the interpretation of like see how bad this kind of man is sort of like but but what if they would I don't want to know I don't want to know well, if they're also, out there like, please wouldn't, they just, wouldn't they just rather have like a fake woman completely like why does it have to be a real woman at all like why you know yeah yeah I feel like one of my god I have so many questions. problems also was that last moment where she has that memory of Jack and hesitates like yeah. he wouldn't fucking hesitate. I'm sorry, even if I you was deeply in love with someone, if I find find out <laughs> that they fucking imprisoned me in an alternate world and like told my whole family and friends that I was dead so that they could have sex with me in a in a fake world against my will, <laughs> I'm not in love with you anymore. You'd be like, there's no going back from that. We call that a deal breaker. No, and, it, and not even just have sex with you in a fake world. Live in a fake world where you stay home and bring me a cocktail at the end of every day and make me dinner and yeah, have sex with I'm me not and tell me I'm great. It's like hesitating and thinking like, oh, what a loss that I've lost Jack. I'm going to be thinking, yeah. wow, Jack is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Like, well, and it's, that's true. He is. He is. Um, a couple little bits of, um, Spoilery trivia. Spoilery trivia. Spoilery. One was the tuna thing, which I just am obsessed with. Um, Another, there's a theory that the the reason why she can't, Alice can't read anything in the medical file about Margaret, why it's all blacked out, is based on a theory that we can't read in a dream state. Scientists Mm. and dream experts believe that reading, writing, and most aspects of language are nearly impossible to use while dreaming. That's interesting, but also there's some words on it that she does read. There are some words on it, like her name. (laughs) That gets to a central thing that they don't answer, and maybe they don't need to, but it bothers me, is like... They make it seem as though this fake world is completely realistic for them. Like, they have all the feelings are the same. Like, everything is like the same. And that's such a good point, Henley, too. Why are the men so aware that they're in this version when they're in it? And the the women aren't. That's what leads me to believe they're getting electroshock therapy in real life. 
like in 2022, I think they're like trying to take out their will to remember anything about themselves for real. There must be something that they're doing like to their brain. Because also the straps that are used on her in the electroshock are the same that are used in her bed in 2022 oh, when we see that she's strapped well, in. That's yeah. one of the most frustrating things is that the thing they're doing... But who's doing, still using electroshock the, therapy? The thing they're doing to like get rid of her memory actually gives her her memory back. So it's like, well, this yeah. is clearly not that effective because it's actually giving her her memories that's back. That's the thing is there's just so many things that are not fully thought out. Like they just... She just wrote... Um, a movie that was like, well, this scene will be cool. There'll be a plane crash. And it's like, What's sure, the plane? surely that question must have come up in reading your script that you wrote a second time. Oh, right. Like, what is this plane? <sighs> Why did I put that there? I mean, I do think probably this movie was quite a bit longer, at least in the script. If like a whole Kiki yeah. Lane part was cut. Right. Maybe what they cut out was like important answers. I still don't think there's any way to make this make sense. But it also really bothered me that Olivia Wilde says if a man dies in here, they die in real life. I wish she'd said if anyone dies in here, they die in real life because it makes it it's like only the men die because like did oh, Kiki I, I Lane, think it's everyone because she does say they're going to kill you. No, she but she says they're going to kill you like she makes it sound like they're coming to your like house. home to kill you. They're not. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I just felt like that was kind of confusing. I thought they were going to try to get her in the dream world. Well, they were definitely coming after her in the dream world, obviously. But then like the Kiki Lane (sighs) thing. So she slits her own throat like so she dies in real life. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. Yes. We'll never know without a don't worry, darling. Too. We'll and that's what and that's would have made that would have made the movie so much more horrific if like we saw her body. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just feel like that yeah. was the most like creepy part of the movie. If you wanted to make it an actual horror movie, like lean into the real part way more. Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, the last little bit of trivia is that song that she's humming that that like keeps triggering her memory for the real world. That's a Harry Styles song. Of course oh it my is. God. <laughs> Harry Styles original. That is a Harry Styles song. And so a couple thoughts on that. One, the fact that he then hums it at the end. Like, so it makes me imagine that that's a mod. Even if in the movie, I would say it's not a Harry Styles song. It's not a Jack song. But like, it has to be a modern day song, right? Because that's why it would be triggering her towards modern day. Well, I, th- I felt like why he was just Earth? singing it to her all the time. And he's like taking care of her in real life. Oh, maybe. Okay, so then why the fuck would he sing it in Victory? How could he be so very, very stupid? I mean, stupid. He's, he's a stupid man. He's yeah. a stupid, stupid, so stupid man. so very stupid. Another thing about that, that song choice must have been put in after Harry Styles was cast, mm-hmm. as opposed to Shia. Right. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what, that that feeds into the theory for me about, like, Tension on set was because Olivia Styles was fucking obs- uh, Olivia Styles. Olivia Wilde was fucking obsessed with Harry Styles. Right, like it's so crazy to be like, ooh, this th- and you're gonna um, hum this song the whole time, and it's Harry's song. And it's like, <laughs> I, I, I just, yeah, I, it all feels like really, really crazy. I can't. I'm guy. Uh, listeners, look, <laughs> look. Sorry, but here's the deal: if you haven't seen this movie, you really don't have to. And and right. but now you get to know what all the fucking fuss is about. 
I needed to talk about it with my friends. Yeah. Do you guys feel healed at all? <laughs> no. Uh, not really. Or w- is this one one wound that will stay with us forever? <laughs> <laughs> to our deathbeds, I guess. I'm glad that you thought it was like funny at the end. I was like so I it was Oh so my funny. God. I was dying in the theater. I thought it was so funny. I think because, okay, so we walk, when we go into the movie, we sit down, the movie's about to begin. Sammy whispers to me. I heard that they try to make Harry Styles ugly <laughs> at some point in this movie. And to then see that what they did was gave him a nasty wig and some glasses. I mean, he doesn't look good, but it also I was like, I couldn't fuck it. I was seeing him like that was the last thing I expected this movie to do. I even when he first shows up in real life and he has like bad swoop hair, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> I just hated thinking that like we even have to make movies about incels. You know, I'm like, they're real. They're out there. It makes me so sad. It makes me so sad. I will say if 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 it had been Shia, I think it would have been a much scarier. Yeah. Twist. Even aside from obviously the the real life stuff about him, he just he has a scary presence. Uh And And I could see that twist from charming guy who's still a little bit scary, sort of like Chris Pine was the whole time. It was like he already is a little bit scary to being like fully terrifying. Right. That makes sense to me. I think that's actually very good casting for that role. I don't think everything else aside, acting abilities aside, I don't think Harry is a good fit for that role. He's too like the one side of it, you know? Yeah, it's like a charming little sweetie dummy. He doesn't have as much of a dark side. Something that I could believe that is like, oh, he's sinister. Mm, I kind of saw it. I can see him being sinister. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, my sweet boy with his sequins and his jumpsuits. His and sweet, innocent boy. I love him. Oh, yeah, you guys. I mean, I think just like we started talking about the online shopping, this is another... I'm not healed. ...thing of like... It's a sickness, really. It's a sickness is what it is. And like this this mm-hmm. whole don't worry, darling period of my life has not been good. No, it makes <laughs> it me has feel not, very bad. It has not added to my life, to my quality of life, to my happiness. But it sure has taken up a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this and this feels bad because it's like real people. And I, I don't know, whatever. But like the feeling I felt when I learned that Olivia Styles. Olivia, Olivia why do I keep Styles. fucking saying that? Olivia Wilde and Harry <laughs> Styles had maybe broken up up was immense relief. It was relief. I felt <laughs> relief. Because I was like, like thank God, oh, maybe, maybe this chapter's <laughs> over. Maybe, maybe it's time to turn the page. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I, if I'm powerless to stop paying attention. <laughs> so I need, them, I need them to stop. There's nothing I can do. Okay, so what needs to happen, what desperately needs to happen is we all need to meditate three hours mm-hmm. a day mm-hmm. we need to really start taking charge of our minds because our minds have gotten out of control and we need to our, practice our we minds need to have gotten practice out of control reeling them in because I don't yeah. want to live like this anymore <laughs> I don't either I don't either I don't either and we can say that this this two hour podcast we just did was one step towards purging ourselves from yes, this narrative listeners thank you for joining us on thank our healing you. journey we have a lot of a lot of healing left There's to a do a long road ahead <laughs> There is a <laughs> long, long road ahead. And, and I would just like to ask this question of our friend. And again, you know who you are, but do you really think it's beneath us? <laughs> do you? Do you think, are you, is there anything, is there anything lower than us? Because I would say, no, 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 no. there is not. 
<laughs> I am a worm. <laughs> we got to go to the depths in order to, um, you know, heal. It's always that. darkest before the dawn. That's right. The only way out is through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did God. it. We did it. And I don't think Truly, I, got... I mean, imagine, imagine it. I would like to live in a world where this is beneath me. And thank you for having that opinion of me. It's wrong. But mm-hmm. um, perhaps perhaps it will propel me towards a life where that's true. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's going to be big. a step in that direction. We can dream big. We can dream big. Uh, um, all right. Well, all we right. did it. Oh, hey. Well, guess what? This movie comes out the day before Thanksgiving. If you are an oh, this American podcast. living person. And I'm thankful, thankful for you listeners. Really, uh, truly, wow, so thankful. Especially it's like, today. This we asked a lot of you. Uh, we, yeah, we really, <laughs> thank you for letting us, let, letting this be a healing space. Um, thank you for letting us take some care of ourselves. Thank you for letting us be our worst selves, which we just were for two hours. Mm-hmm. I'm very thankful for the two of you. And I'm really hopeful that this next year ahead will have a lot less of this movie in it. I for hope me. so. I think it will. I feel optimistic. I can't wait to see what Olivia Wilde does next. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for <laughs> whatever just happened. Emily is like <laughs> smushing her own face. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my, she oh looks like God. she's trying to take a mask off. <laughs> <laughs> it's because... I thought oh. that I thought that going through that again would make me feel better, but it didn't. It made me feel. I know, I know. this is a, maybe a mistake. Let this be. A, let this be a lesson to us. Um, it never feels better. It didn't feel better. And I this is how it felt for better. me every time I looked for one more little bit of gossip from from no, Venice. I no. was like, each time I felt it's like feeding. Worse it's feeding an endless black and hole. It's that heroin button, guys. It's that it's the heroin, heroin button. button. Everything's the same. Hey, are we okay? Is this going to be a thing Send we listen out. back to in a year and we're like, uh oh, I'm never going to listen to this. Remember where we were then? Yeah, I won't be. I won't be listening back. No, I won't. <laughs> I, won't. <laughs> I won't be listening. It'll be as if this never happened um, for me personally. But but well, holy crap, Thanksgiving! Wow. Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, everybody. We are so, so thankful. Everybody have a good one. Love you. Um, love you guys so much. Love, love you guys. You Take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. <laughs> Mental health is fragile. That's um, right. Should we do Harry's voice? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like a real, like, go to the theater movie, picture <laughs> movie. I don't remember what he's Oh, life. Now, not everyone gets this opportunity. <laughs> I don't know. I can't really do his accent, but I, I do. I do love no, that. That was, was honestly from, like spot on. Um, movie picture movie from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Just saying goodbye in an accent goodbye. is so hard. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Go- goodbye. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really want to make our day, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want even more content, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We will be back next week with a regular episode. We love you a lot. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.